Hey everyone, welcome to episode 187 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. It's our last episode before Allie kicks us off on season 17 next week. Can you believe that? We're almost at 17 seasons. Incredible. Now, if this is the first time that I'm on your earbuds or your speaker, my name is Gabby and I'm the Student Success Coordinator here at Retail Ready and Food Biz Whiz. I get to see what questions food founders like you are asking and I choose timely reshares from our treasure trove of past podcast episodes. This week, I chose a re-air of, of an episode that's short and sweet and packs lots of actionable tips into just about 15 minutes. It's an episode titled, Are You a High-Maintenance Vendor? Now, with all of our talk about upcoming trade shows, I wanted to reshare this episode that you have specific so that you have specific tips for your buyer interactions. In this episode, listen out for why you want to avoid being a high-maintenance vendor, our laundry list of 10-plus behaviors to avoid with buyers, and how you can figure out what the fine line is between being persistent and being high-maintenance. All right, Wizzes, let's get into it. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. If you're a Retail Ready student who knows how important it is to do quarterly planning, but you're too busy, intimidated, overwhelmed, or stuck in your ways to actually prioritize it, I want you to join us in our live online quarterly planning workshop on March 22nd. Not in Retail Ready yet? Even better. When you join us inside of Retail Ready between now and March 22nd, you'll get free tickets to this event saving you $199. In this three-hour workshop, we'll teach you the exact process that we use to do our quarterly planning here at Food Biz Whiz. We'll give you our systems and templates for creating your own 12-week plan. And we're going to give you time to map out your own plan during the workshop. You'll walk away with your roadmap to balancing your quarterly projects and your day-to-day for the 90 days ahead. If you've ever wondered how we get it all done here at Food Biz Whiz, This is it, and we're now sharing it with you. Retail Ready students, find the enrollment page on your course platform and in the private student community, or reach out directly. New Retail Ready students, those of you who want to enroll, find our info and enrollment link in the show notes, and you'll automatically get those bonus tickets added after you join us inside our program. We'll see you on March 22nd. All right, food founders, in this episode, we're going to talk about why it's important to not be a high-maintenance vendor as you develop your wholesale accounts, what a high-maintenance vendor is, and how to do a self-assessment on whether or not you might be making some of these key mistakes, and then what you can change immediately to shift those relationships with your potential and your existing wholesale partners. Let's take it from the top. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, 
You know this by now. Wholesale buyers are busy, and even more so with the challenges of COVID as they navigate staffing issues, supply chain challenges, and safety protocols with shoppers in store. Now, before you roll your eyes and you think, yeah, sure, Allie, we're all busy in the food industry, and it isn't, isn't it the buyer's job to consider new products for their shelves? Let me give you a little bit of a, a wake-up call. So you are absolutely right that we are all busy in the food industry and that we have all had our challenges over the past two years. That's undeniable. So with that same understanding and grace, you have got to respect that those wholesale buyers have a lot on their plates. They had a lot on their plates pre-COVID. So in addition to figuring out what products they're going to put on their shelves, they are likely also managing staffing and scheduling, floor merchandising, sales strategies, category reviews, holiday planning, private label development, marketing initiatives, <laughs> Instacart or click and collect logistics, inventory control and spoilage pars, in-store signage, demo coordination, delivery and receiving management, weekly PL reporting, and more. I could go on. I'm not going to. But when I was a grocery buyer, my role extended far beyond just picking products for our shelves. That was probably about 10% of what I did in my day-to-day. And I don't say this to you know, seek out sympathy from our listeners or to say that wholesale buyers have it harder than others in our industry, but to set the stage for all that they do and for what comes next, why it's important to not be a high maintenance spender. So you can likely see where I'm going here. Long story short, when you are high maintenance, the buyer is less likely to work with you. It's that simple. The truth is that for every single slot on the shelf, there are dozens of brands vying for that position. There are dozens of brands pitching their products and shipping samples and following up with buyers and trying to win over that shelf space. That buyer, therefore, has their pick, and they are going to pick the brand that is going to help them hit their category goals and be the easiest to work with. If you are high maintenance, that buyer simply is going to move on to the next brand. There are plenty of brands waiting in the wings. And frankly, that buyer doesn't have to work with brands who are going to be a pain in the butt to work with. Now, I know it feels, it might feel like I'm giving the buyer all the power here that they have their pick. And all you can do is cross your fingers and hope that they pick you, right? But I'll tell you this, when you are stuck in this belief that the buyer has all the power in the relationship and their choice as to whether or not they'll decide to work with you is completely out of your hands, when you're stuck here, you are doing yourself a huge disservice and you, quite frankly, are putting yourself in reactive victim mode. You have complete control over how you show up in this potential new relationship, and that is what is key to this episode. You have the choice as to whether or not you're going to show up as polite and courteous as a prepared brand who respects that buyer's time and bandwidth, or if you're just going <laughs> to keep on keeping on being high maintenance and wondering why that buyer won't give you the time of day. Now, let's talk about why it's so important to assess your behaviors and ensure you're not being, or excuse me, we've, we've already talked about this, right? Now that we've talked about this, 
Let's talk about what high maintenance behavior looks like and whether or not you might be inadvertently doing some of these things. And first, I'm going to pause here and remind you that if you are currently doing these things, that's okay. No one has told you otherwise. I'm not here to shame you or make you feel bad or tell you that your your behavior is wildly inappropriate. It's more to show you that no one talks about these things and no one tells you how buyers like to be approached and treated. It's hard to get insight from wholesale buyers, which is exactly why I'm sharing with you this with you today. And it's exactly why I started my business. So if you've been doing these things, no worries. It's just time to try something different. So high maintenance behavior might look like this. I'm going to rattle off a list and I want to think, want you to think about which behaviors you might be doing and what you could do instead. So high maintenance behavior looks like swinging by without an appointment, asking to speak with the buyer. Remember, no one likes to be interrupted during their workday. And I just told you all of the things that that buyer is doing throughout their workday, and they don't want to be interrupted. I mean, it's just like you wouldn't want to be interrupted in the middle of a production shift. That buyer doesn't want to be interrupted in the middle of their day either. So you've likely heard me say this before, but don't drop by. This is my golden rule. (laughs) I've been saying it for the past eight years. You are high maintenance when you do it. Even if it's worked for you in the past, those buyers remember the brands who just dropped by and it places a teeny tiny wedge in the start of your relationship. It's also high maintenance if you waste the buyer's time with sales pitches that are rambling and unclear. I can't tell you how important it is to be succinct and direct in your sales pitches. Otherwise, that buyer is on the other end of the phone, rolling their eyes and thinking to themselves, this is officially a waste of my time. High maintenance is thinking that your product just has to be sold in their store simply because your brand is delicious or because you're a local brand or because you are a values-oriented brand or female-owned or BIPOC-owned. This is not what gets you on the shelf. You have just, when you lead your sales pitches with that, with, with deliciousness or, you know, uh, being a local brand as the only reason why the the buyer should put you on their shelves, you've just shown that buyer that you have no clue on how their role and how their buyer goals work. Being high maintenance, are you guys liking this list? (laughs) Being high maintenance is getting into pitch meetings only for that buyer to realize that you're not actually prepared with all of the answers to their questions around your logistics, pricing, delivery, and placement deals. I mean, gosh, Oh, what is even worse is showing up to a meeting expecting to taste product alongside the buyer. I rarely would do that with the vendors. This rarely happens. And if it does, it's high maintenance if you are not prepared <laughs> to taste um, alongside that buyer. So you want to make sure while you don't expect to taste with them, if you do, you are prepared. You have cups, napkins, cutting board, utensils, all of those things in your bag just in case. Do not ask the buyer for anything. High maintenance is not having a budget or bandwidth to support your product once you're on the shelf. That shows that buyer that you are relying on the buyer to 
have your product sell once they place you. And the buyer wants that to be an equal partnership. If you are relying completely on that wholesale account to do the selling for you, the buyer is going to feel like it's too much pressure and you are a high maintenance vendor. Next up, showing up unprepared for demos and asking that in-store team to help provide you with product, props, or supplies. This is really disruptive for that in-store team. So when you show up for demos, you want to be the easiest going demo demo um, person ever, and you don't ask the store for anything in the moment. Of course, if you want to negotiate some of those things ahead of time, maybe you want to buy product from them or borrow a table or a toaster oven or a garbage can. All of those things are great. That just needs to be worked out ahead of time and not the day that you show up for the demo. The When you do it right when you show up, that is really disruptive for the store. Okay. I've got a few more. So bear with me. I feel like I'm just giving a list of <laughs> things not to do here. So appreciate your patience here. And, and this really, again, it's not a list to shame you or to, to tell you do not do these things. It's really to give you that buyer insight about what makes it challenging to work with a, a particular brand. So next up, telling the buyer where to merchandise your product as if you know the, their store better than they do. Now, there is a right way to properly suggest this and there, and to guide them in, on where to merchandise you. And there's a wrong way to do this as well. So unless you know how to politely do this, hold your horses there. High maintenance is also when you require the store to do a lot of work to put your product on the shelf. Like, for example, if you don't have UPCs and you ask the store to sticker your product for you, or you don't have Best Buy dates and you ask that store, again, with that like price gun, to sticker expiration dates on your product. That takes time away from the stocking stocking team and what they're they're doing in their day-to-day job. It takes away from the time that they can spend on the retail floor, helping shoppers and driving sales. And so frankly, if there were two, let's say two jam producers who came to me, one had UPCs and Best Buy dates and the other one did not. (laughs) And they were equally delicious, wonderful product that at the same exact price point, I know personally, I would go with that brand who has UPCs and who has Best Buy dates. It's just easier for my team. Next up, let's see, dropping, dropping off your delivery and distracting the stocking team and taking time away from their work days. I used to see this a lot and like, and it would drive me nuts. And there is something of course, that is lovely about making a relationship, developing a relationship with the receiving team. I am all for that. What we don't want though, is for you to go in to meet with that inventory manager, drop off your delivery and take away their time, take up their time with high maintenance questions. How's my product selling? Why am I merchandise here? When are you going to put this on the shelf? What, you know, what can I do? What can you do for me? You know, all of these things, that is not the inventory manager's role and you are distracting them and taking away from what is their utmost responsibility, which is receiving deliveries and managing inventory. High maintenance is also pitching a fit I've seen this many times, pitching a fit when the buyer says no to your product line or getting angry when things don't go your way or being immature in your interactions with buyers. Don't lose your cool, even when you want to, even if you want to scream at them, 
Please. I mean, I say this as someone who has been yelled at and disrespected so many times on the retail floor by vendors. It is shocking how we lose our cool in the grocery industry. I've got two things left. First off is undermining. It is high maintenance when you undermine mind the buyer's authority by making special requests, asking too many questions, being unprofessional in your interactions, showing up late, making inappropriate jokes, alluding to bribes. I have seen it all and it is just a no. And then lastly, high maintenance is emailing every single week asking the buyer if they need a reorder. Again, there is a right way to set up these weekly follow-ups and these account check-ins, but emailing every week and expecting the buyer to respond is not the way to do it. It puts unnecessary pressure on the buyer and they don't like it. So I could go on and on here, but you guys get the gist. At the end of the day, it comes down to being a courteous, polite, respectful person and treating that buyer as you would want to be treated as well. Again, so often we see buyers as gatekeepers to our success. And we think that the only way we can get on the shelf is to muscle or bully our way there and be that forceful vendor who is aggressively pursuing product placement. And it's a really fine line, providing constant gentle pressure on that on that buyer and using your your persuasive skills to develop this mutually beneficial relationship with that new wholesale account and being high maintenance. It's a fine line there. There's a right way to reach out and follow up with and stay on stay top of mind with potential new wholesale accounts. And then there's the high maintenance way. So what comes next for you? Well, it is that careful examination of your own behavior and identifying where you can be more empathetic and understanding of that wholesale buyer's position and workload and how you may or may not be supporting a relationship that is ideally based off mutual goals and mutual respect. Your big to-do from this episode is to rewind a few minutes here, listen to my laundry list of annoying high-maintenance behaviors again. Be kind and loving to yourself and identify where you might have room for improvement and make a plan for shifting the way you interact with new and current wholesale accounts. I hope by making these changes, you are going to find faster, deeper success with your wholesale accounts. So what changes are you going to implement first? Come and tell me in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group linked right here in the show notes. One of my goals of 2022 is to deepen the conversation even more in there, and I would love for you to be a part of it. The first step is committing to implementing the learnings from these podcasts rather than just listening and moving along. So please come and join us. As always, thank you for tuning in this week. If you loved this episode, please share it with your food founder community and invite them to join in on the conversation as well. I appreciate you and I will see you right back here next week. Bye. Well, folks, thanks so much for joining us on this episode today. Allie's mentioned this before, but I'd absolutely appreciate it if you join our conversations in the Food Business Facebook group and share what habit or behavior you're kicking after listening to this episode. If you'd rather, you can also send Allie a DM on Instagram or on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. Find Allie's Instagram and LinkedIn and the link to our Food Biz Facebook group and our full show notes linked in the description. 
We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.